Hi everyone, I'm Anda Rousseau and you are listening to The Sweet Spot by Pricing Works, the podcast about pricing excellence and its potential to transform B2B. The 2020 so far have been difficult for many businesses, with supply chain challenges and inflation reaching new highs in some countries. Now, as the pace of inflation slows down and some parts of the world are heading for a recession, many businesses are faced with their clients' tighter budgets and lower willingness to pay for their products and services. Join us on this episode where we discuss how B2B companies can leverage pricing to grow top and bottom line in these challenging times with our guest, Jose Vela. Based in Barcelona, Jose is the Global Director of Pricing at Spandex Group, where he leads the group pricing strategy globally and the implementation of key actions to improve pricing power, revenue growth and margin value. He has over two decades of B2B experience in general manager and sales manager roles in industries such as graphics, automotive and media, and has successfully developed and implemented several challenging pricing improvement projects. Now let's dive in. Jose Vela, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. We are so excited to have you here for our very first podcast episode. Yeah, happy to be the first one. Ready to go. Excellent. So to start us off, since this is a podcast about pricing, can you share with us what excites you the most about pricing? Yeah, there are, there are many things, right? But if I have to, to highlight one specific topic, I would say the, the impact that you can make in the, in the whole organization at both levels, results and behavioral change, right? I also love the exchange of experiences and knowledge with many colleagues from many different areas in the, across, across the whole company, salespeople, top management, um, IT, marketing, yeah, it's really enriching for me. And, and that's also attached to me. I, I love solving complex uh, challenges with a bit of science and a bit of creativity. That's fascinating. A lot of what you said resonates with me as well. And I think pricing is so multifaceted and that's what makes it so interesting as well. So thank you for, for sharing that. On the business side now, looking back at the last couple of years, it has certainly been a tumultuous time for businesses everywhere, with major supply chain issues and costs rising to 40-year highs in some countries. With that context, what are some of the key lessons that you think businesses have drawn from the experience of the last couple of years? I would say that the first one is definitely to anticipate as much as you can, because those are very uncertain times, but you need to get ready uh, from both resources and processes point of view to update prices, okay? We, in our company, we have completely rebuilt and reframed how we change prices in our organization. As we as mainly distributors, we also manufacture, but we are mainly B2B distributors, we cannot afford to take cost increases without passing through through our customers. So we had to, to rebuild the whole process to adapt. I would also add that, uh, yeah, communication is really important. You need to communicate, communicate, 
communicate and be sensitive to changes in your customers' uh, willingness to pay. That's something really important eh? because sometimes you just follow the trend, right? If uh, costs prices 10%, you need to increase prices by 10%, right? So you need to be sure that you are still delivering enough value for that money, right? Right, right. And to follow up on your first point, can you share what is the current average time lag between when a certain cost is going up for your organization and your own price is going up? So passing that through to customers. I'm asking this because I want to give our audience a point of reference as we are seeing widely different intervals that businesses are finding to be good enough. Yeah, uh, zero days. If the cost increase, let's say March 1st, our lease prices will be increased March 1st, okay? There are certain occasions that we would like to consolidate price increases. So imagine that we've got a, a, a price, a cost increase from a minor vendor effective March 1st, okay? And another price cost increase from a major vendor uh, mid-March, okay? Instead of doing two price increases, communicate two price increases, we consolidate by mid-March, okay? But those are the only reasons we would decide not to increase our lease prices exactly the same day uh, cost prices, new cost prices are effective. Wow, that is incredible. That, that is a real example of what really good looks like. So if you're out there and it takes you six months right now to pass a cost through to your client, um, I, I see you shaking your head. That is definitely not good enough, right? So you have to be very agile and, and uh, go at a higher speed. No, that's, that's unacceptable. Uh, waiting more than one month, the cost you are absorbing, again, in this context, in the in the context in the context we had the last year and a half two years with cost increases about eight percent ten percent fifteen percent you cannot take this by your own during more than a few days no no that's unacceptable for us right right and to follow up on your second point um you were you were mentioning good communication i just want to make sure i understood are you referring here to how businesses are communicating with their clients about the the price increases that they're passing through yeah i i, I was referring to both both right. internal and external communication right part of the success uh, of a price increase is that your salespeople, the whole organization, is aligned, right? So salespeople, they need to know when and why, and also uh, which leverage they have with their customers. Marketing has to be aware in order to communicate to the customers, and so on and so forth. Everybody has to be, has to be aligned. And of course, eh, the communication to, to customers is really key. I also have to mention that during the last few months, let me put that way, as everybody in newspapers, radios, TVs, everybody was talking about inflation, cost increases. It was maybe easy is not the right word, okay? But it was kind of easy to explain, to tell to customers that, unfortunately, 
you have to raise your prices again, right? But nevertheless, despite this, easy and everybody understands, you need to, to clear communicate. I, I, I'm also really against about being apologetic. You don't, you don't need to, to ask for permission or, or to say, I'm so sorry for, right? Uh, this is the reality of the business. We know that our customers are passing through their cost increases to their end customers. So it's part. You need to be fair. You need to be transparent. You need to, to be empathetic, right? But you don't need to be apologetic. Right, right. And then what you mentioned earlier about your customers' willingness to pay is that you have this tension, right, between what you might be needing to pass on to your customers because your costs are going up and what your customers are willing and able to absorb as well, yeah. right? So you have communication as a key part of, of that. That's, that's, a tricky, that's a tricky part, right? Because when there is a cost increase and you need to follow this cost increase, at the end of the day, there is no immediate added value to the customer, right? So yesterday you were paying 10, today you are paying 12 for exactly the same thing, okay? Well, that's not strictly true, right? Uh, you are increasing prices because you want to keep the same service and the same quality, right? Yeah. We could make the choice of decreasing service levels, decreasing quality, decreasing inventory, decreasing availability, and retaining cost increases. That was not our choice. Right, right. So it's really about how you present and how you explain what is happening and why it's happening and still the value that your customers will get out of your products and services at that level. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, on to my next question then. Can you share some examples of pricing lessons that businesses have now learned as a result of either positive or negative experiences over the last couple of years? Something positive is that now business leaders, they are more aware than ever about the relevance of pricing, okay? Because they see the impact. Discussions with customers, as I said previously, uh, in general, become easier, okay? But, but hold on for a second, okay? Easier doesn't mean that everybody will agree, right? Easier means that everybody is aware about the situation, so that's a good starting point yes. to build a discussion, okay? Okay. Uh, on the negative side, when there are challenges in terms of volume growth uh, and some business leaders, they start panicking about this, okay? Uh, I see that it's easy for some people to, to get back to old style. I mean, uh, there are still business leaders that believe that only by discounting or making promotions, you are able to boost uh, sales. And that's, that's true in some occasions, in some situations, but not always. So I'm, I'm, I'm really against about this, uh, uh, taking this position as a rule of thumb without considering all the implications. So when there are concerns about growth, what you're saying is that it's it's important to remember not to overuse discounting because aggressive discounting obviously hurts profits and the additional revenue that that discounting generates 
almost never makes up for the lost profit. I, I think it's really, you're totally right. I think, I think it's really important to understand the, the main reasons of the decline growth, right? So as an example, we operate in the uh, automotive industry, right? So we sell materials that are vinyls that are applied on, uh, on vehicles uh, for advertising, as an example, okay? Or for uh, communicating the brand, right? So the logo of the company, the claim, or whatever. We notice a decline in this business line a few months ago, right? Reason for that was not because our competitors were more aggressive on pricing. Reason for, for that was that there was a shortage on certain types of chips. So therefore, car manufacturers couldn't deliver the fleets. So therefore, we couldn't wrap those fleets, right? So giving an extra discount there makes no sense at all. What I see is that, in general, promotions across the board, unless there is a, you want to signal something to the, to the market, it's really difficult uh, to compensate the growth in volume with the loss on profit. So I have seen that uh, in many occasions, a promotion across the board ends up with um, a net decline in margin value. Okay? So you see higher volume, but at the end of the day, the money in the pocket is the same or less, right? So again, unless there are other considerations, like as an example, you want to get a rebate from a vendor or stuff like this, I, I believe that uh, a promotion, a discount, should be something targeted and a trade-off. I'm happy to give you an extra discount if you give me extra additional incremental volume, if possible. So what you're saying is that not only does discounting hurt profits, but it's also simply sometimes not the right strategy to use in order to boost growth. So it's important to understand if growth is decelerating or stagnating, it's important to understand the, the source of that or the reason for that before you start discounting across the board and, and hurt your profits. Because you might find out that even deeper discounting or aggressive discounting might not solve your growth problem. So it's important to one, understand the source of it, two, not use a one size fits all approach um, across the board. So be more targeted with our discounting strategy. And three, if we are giving a discount, it's important to then make sure we are not giving it away for free. That's true. Okay. That leads me to my next question then. Customer demand and many cost drivers are trending downwards. What should companies do to grow profitably in this case? Once you've got your, your lease price strategy set and ready, I think it's important to focus on uh, existing agreements and discounts, right? Uh, but not only in this situation, in general terms, uh, focus on agreements and discounts is, is key to succeed, right? So as an example, uh, we move away from the set and forget strategy with discounts and agreements. Eh? We, we were like this in the past. Eh? You could see in the system 
discounts that were set 10 years ago and they're still there. And the customer, yeah, sometimes they buy, sometimes they don't buy at all, but they always have the same discount. What we are doing now is to, first of all, make sure that every discount, every agreement has an end date, okay? And a couple of months before this end date, the sale rep has to renegotiate the terms of the agreement, okay? Uh, you also have to be sure that the, it's a trade-off, right? We, we tend to see very often that uh, customers, they ask for discounts because they believe they deserve, right? And I totally agree with that. But what deserves the discount is the business that you are going to give me, right? The more the business, the more discount I'm able to grant you, right? So, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, that's really important, right? And also, uh, I have heard that some people is anticipating some costs are going down on some raw materials, okay? That's true, that's true, but the, the cost mix of a product is multifactorial, right? Yes. Maybe a raw material can go down, but maybe others are still going up, or you still have inflation in your country. Salaries are going up, electricity is going up. So we see this, right? Here in Europe, we, we operate in, uh, in, in Europe, uh, Australia, and North America, okay? But if we focus here in Europe, uh, yeah, some raw materials that we import from China are declining a little bit, okay? Uh, some cost transportations are declining, okay? But we still see that the cost of energy here in Europe is skyrocketing, right? So you need to understand which is the impact of each of those factors in order to make a, a fair proposal. And then you need to communicate this to the customer. Okay, so cost management is still very important. As some costs are still going up, we need to remain able to manage those and we cannot get too comfortable. And then on the other hand, what we like to say is that pricing isn't only about cost management. Although in the last couple of years, there has been a huge focus on costs for obvious reason, inflation was very high. Pricing is also about the value that businesses are delivering to their clients. So when a client's feedback is that you are too expensive, we understand that to mean that you're too expensive for the value that I derive from your products and services. So in addition to costs, businesses should focus on the value side of the equation and on clearly articulating to their clients the benefits that they're getting in return for their money. That's absolutely spot on. I, I have to admit that in the last couple of years, uh, the whole dynamic is forcing us to focus a little bit too much on the on the cost side of the equation, right? Uh, but hey, I, I have to tell you, Anda, we, we moved in just a few weeks from one or two price increases per year to one every three weeks. So we had to take this, absorb it, absorb it and, uh, and deal with it, right? But again, 
when we are making communications to our customers and also internal communications with salespeople, so we, when we give, uh, give them uh, not a scripts, eh, but uh, some ideas about how to how to defend the price increases, we always try to also put the accent not only on explaining that costs are going up, but as I mentioned before, that we need to keep our prices aligned also to keep the same uh, service value that we are that we are delivering. And for us, it's all, again, eh, we are a B2B distributor. It's all about availability and expertise. In order to have availability, we need to invest in first-class uh, uh, inventory management, for sure. Also about uh, how we deliver to our customers because costs go, uh, freight costs go up. Uh, we cannot switch to another freight uh, company that will be cheaper with a lower service level. We, we cannot do that, right? And, and what is even more important is how much do we invest in our people, right? It's all about providing good advice, right? Uh, and it comes with a cost. For sure. For sure, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Looking forward now, do you see any particular themes that have emerged or are emerging for businesses in 2023? What is your outlook for this year, looking through the lens of pricing, of course? I, I believe that uh, nowadays uncertainty is, is really high. So therefore, any outlook has to be reviewed on at maximum quarterly basis, right? So I don't, I, I, I really disagree with someone is pontificating how things are going to be during uh, 2023. I believe nobody really knows, right? What I can see in the short term is that uh, yeah, there there will be price fluctuations, okay? But I believe less in quantity and less in magnitude, okay? So we were seeing price increases every three weeks, about 10%. Probably we will see now one every two or three months and instead of a 10% increase, a three, 4% increase. That's what I anticipate. Right, right. So what you're saying is a lower frequency and a yeah. lower magnitude. And I really love how you've approached this question because volatility is here to stay and we cannot get too comfortable. This is also in line with another pricing principle that you mentioned earlier, which is that we shouldn't set and forget prices. Good pricing isn't a one-off thing and it requires continuous adjustments based on changes in market conditions and customer behavior as well. Absolutely. At the end of the day, a pricing condition is part of a deal. And both parties need to honor this deal. On our side, as a B2B distributor, we need to deliver, we need to provide expertise and good advice. Uh, we need to give the right price. But on the other side, on the customer side, they need to... The, the part they put on the table is the business, right? Is the If the business... It doesn't show up, uh, we can afford 
exactly the same level of discount. And by the way, it would be really unfair to other customers that are providing this level of business, right? Why should you give the same competitive yes. advantage yes. to a customer that is buying 1,000 euros per month to another customer that is buying from you 50,000 euros per month? It's not fair. That's very interesting, the question of fairness, which maybe we don't talk about um, enough in, in pricing. That's a very, very interesting perspective. Let me move forward now and ask you, why should pricing be a boardroom topic? Why should senior management at B2B companies be concerned with pricing? Uh, for me, the answer is pretty obvious. Pricing is with no doubt the most important and powerful lever we've got to drive profits in an established company. And I want to mention that established company because I understand that in other contexts, let's uh, let's talk about the startups, okay? Maybe gaining market share is more important, right? At the beginning. But for established company, no doubt that the way you manage your pricing is by far the, the most powerful lever uh, you've got. And, and because it's a very sensitive topic in the organization, right? Messing up with prices will not only decrease profits in the short term, but also will make your customers mad about you. So they will leave as soon as they find an alternative, period. So I believe those two reasons are, are enough to make this topic part of uh, board meetings. Yes, for sure. So it's simply too important and too powerful a lever to be ignored by senior management. Excellent. So moving forward then, what does a best-in-class pricing organization look like in your view? And what are the key elements or considerations for businesses when building out their pricing organization? That, that's, a, that's a really good question. I think that clear empowerment and support from top management is key. So this is uh, aligned to having enough resources and invested investments. A curated blend of business acumen and science is also important. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really against uh, pricing being management managed by science geeks only. I think it's important also to to provide business uh, a business site, right? Sure. business angle. And also, I believe it's really important to develop the ability to influence business leaders across the organization. You know, most of the time in pricing, we are asking for more power, right? We, uh, because pricing is so important when we know that, we are asking more and more about executive power. Right. And I think that's, that's important, but it's even more important to get influence, okay? Because uh, I truly believe, and I have seen this in my career, that uh, influence is quite often more impactful and, and definitely more sustainable in the long run than just power, okay? And I think that's, that's an important learning that, uh, that I went through this uh, after the experience, right? That's so interesting. I think influence is a really interesting one. 
And perhaps people don't associate um, influence with pricing immediately, but I've seen so many really good pricing initiatives fail or simply never take off because the pricing team did not have the right influence to get everyone else on board, so to get the key stakeholders on board. And we believe that pricing excellence cannot be achieved just within the pricing department. You need everybody else in the company to buy into it. It almost has to be part of the company's DNA uh, for, for pricing to be, to be successful. So Jose, what are some of the challenges that organizations face on their road to price excellence? Yeah, number one for sure is lack of support from top executives at the company. No doubt about that. But you know, I believe that uh, quite often we in pricing tend to finger point outside to explain why pricing initiatives derail. And for sure, lack of support from top executives is, yeah, it's, it's the main cause, right? But I believe that we also, from time to time, lack of empathy with sales and other departments. And I believe that this lack of empathy is, is also relevant in terms of why many pricing initiatives, they just do not succeed or, or deliver as much, uh, as much value as they should, okay? It might sound weird coming from a pricing professional, but I, but I have experience, management experience in other, in other areas of the business. And I know that in pricing, we don't have all the answers. We also don't have all the questions. And I think that's an important topic, okay? Therefore, listening to business people is key for the success of any pricing project. But listening to understand, not to replay. That's also an important learning. Last but not least, I think that data integrity at customer and product level is also a very important aspect to succeed. Right. That's that's really, really interesting. And then when it comes to these challenges, how would you recommend that they be dealt with most effectively? So let's take them one by one. Okay. Getting support from top executive is difficult because they have limited about the amount of time and many different priorities that sometimes they collide, right? So showing the success of a small pricing project can be helpful as well as building a, an allies network that will make your story resonate to them, right? I think, I think those are two, two important aspects to, to start gaining the support uh, from top management. Regarding empathy, I believe it's more on, on our side than on their side. It starts being aware that pricing departments, despite having lots of factual data, they need to incorporate business subtleties to the model, right? So for me, humble is the word you're looking for, right? Uh, data quality is a major issue to most of the companies, right? Uh, our solution was building a dedicated and empowered team of individuals fully dedicated to introduce data in all our systems and keep its consistency. And I, and I believe that's probably the best way to go. For sure, for sure. So data is a really important one. And uh, we would love to have you back on the show to, to do an episode just about data, just because there's just so much to, to say about it. 
But also I want to follow up on the empathy point that you mentioned, because you mentioned the um, our side and their side. So maybe we can explain for our audience, is this pricing versus sales, pricing versus everyone else in the organization? What did you mean by ours versus theirs? I, uh, mainly with sales, okay? But not only with sales. You need to be aware about uh, uh, technicalities of the project. So IT, they, they, they play a key role. And, and by empathy, I mean, as I said, eh, you, you need to, to go to a meeting with salespeople, as an example, not thinking that you know all the answers, not being 100% sure that all your solutions are the best for the company. That's why I thought humble is the right, uh, being humble is the right approach to those, to those meetings. Because again, uh, you will find in pricing departments a lot of really smart people, right? With access to tons of factual data that if managed and arranged properly, will aim towards the direction you really want, right? And then when I studied maths many, many years ago, I had a teacher uh, in statistics that said, give me a series of data long enough and I will twist all the numbers to make sure that they point in the direction we want, right? And that's true. You can do magic with numbers, but uh, that's not in the best interest of the company. So in order to achieve this, as I said, you need to listen all your parties, but not to reply, but to understand. That's really important learning. Yes, yes. And that's actually a difficult one to achieve. I think it doesn't come naturally to, to most of us. I think uh, you can get into that trap of listening just to reply or believing that you already know what this person is going to say or you already know the situation that they're dealing with because you have seen it before. I think the neuroscience shows us that there is a part of the brain that wants to take that shortcut and very quickly respond based on its own experience. And active listening and, and, and listening to understand does take an active effort. And I think it's important to be aware of it, to kind of catch yourself when you're not doing that and bring yourself to the level where you can listen with an open mind and listen with the intent to, to understand and, and then make your own contribution as well. So that's that's super fascinating. That's that's very very interesting, especially this non-technical part of pricing, right? Non-mathematical part of pricing. I think a lot of people when they think about pricing, they think numbers and putting a price on something, but there're just so many nuances behind this and and also human nature because in the end pricing is about dealing with people um as well. So, like I said at the beginning, very multifaceted. That's true. That's true. Excellent. So if we were to summarize a few key takeaways for our audience, um, I would say, first of all, a company's agility and ability to respond quickly to cost changes are critical during volatile times like these. And companies should invest in having the right processes and tools in place to support this. Secondly, companies should avoid overusing aggressive discounting to fuel growth. Sometimes that's not the right strategy, and also the additional volume almost never compensates for the lost profit. Thirdly, pricing is the most important profit lever, and it should be a top priority for businesses that want to grow profitably. 
a best-in-class pricing organization will have support at the senior management level, it will be able to influence its key stakeholders, and its people will possess a good balance of technical and people skills. Have I done it justice? Does that summarize the, the key ideas that... I think, I think that summarizes uh, pretty well what we have discussed. All right. Wonderful. So I hope this was useful to our audience and there are a few tangible things that they can take away and, and go ahead and implement. But if you are also listening to us and thinking, you know, this is all very interesting, but I have no idea where and how to get started with pricing, then you can also get in touch with us. We'll put our contact details in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jose, for joining. This has been incredibly insightful and we look forward to having you back on the show very, very soon. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Thank you again for inviting me for this. Uh, looking forward for next steps. Many thanks as well to our friends at Milk who have designed beautiful art for the podcast and to our listeners for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to The Sweet Spot on your favorite podcast app. If you have any questions or feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. So please go to pricingworks.io and get in touch. See you next time.